0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: We're in the pipe. Five by five.
2: This is the Five on Film podcast.
3: Hello and welcome to Five on Film, the podcast where we try and break down the top five in the world of film. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me this week is Matt. Hi, guys. John. Hello. Tony.
1: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> our guest this week is Dan. I, uh. Nice one. Um, this week's topic, um, chosen in part by Dan, um, was is artificial intelligence movies. Um, Any movies that centre around AI are very topical at the moment, especially in the world of film. Um, And uh, this is how the show works. We've all gone our separate ways, made top five lists, um, broken them down, put them back together, and we are going to share with you our top fives before we reveal the show's definitive five on film for this week. Um, Dan, you're our guest. Um, Let's lead off with your number five, and then leading into your number four, which happens to be my number five. So I will share that with you in a second. So Dan, your number five pick. Cool. Um First of
0: all, thanks for having me back. And um so Paul asked me a few weeks back, or a few months back even, to uh potentially come back on the topic of AI. And at the time I thought, you know, I can't really think off the top of my head any AI films I know other than, AI. Um, So I kind of politely declined. And then in the midst of that, I was like, hang on, there's loads and loads of quality AI films. How have I not? How could I not think of any at the moment? Um, Which begs the question, probably why this one made it to my top five list. Um, But my number five is Short Circuit 2. And the reason that I thought it was worth a mention was uh, I grew up on it. it, it was probably the first film that made me kind of think about the, the idea of, of, of a robot becoming sentient, uh, becoming alive, uh, Johnny five, I'm alive, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I thought, I think as, as it had that impact on me, I think it's definitely worth, uh, mention. I'm aware it actually it has been a few years since I've seen it, but I've been made aware of some of the problematic, side of it um uh, one of the actors doing brown face and doing a very stereotypical uh accent and stuff um but that that section of it aside uh i think um i mean a robot bombing it after a bad guy with a with a makeshift mohawk uh to the i am the hero um i need a hero soundtrack uh yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. legend yes and uh dan your number four
2: Go on. so yeah so My number, number four, four
0: five. is a, it's a similar it's actually a very similar film um so actually another reason why i thought that, that that was worth being on was because it was very feel-good which is kind of going against a lot of the kind of feeling of um ai movies uh, or ai themed movies uh and this one is another really feel-good film um which is wall-e uh, and that you know the, the, the concept of again a, a robot looked very similar to johnny five um uh, becoming sentient, uh, there's a whole love story element to it. Um, it's a much bigger scale in the sense of, you know, uh, saving the human race rather than just uh, chasing after some jewelry thieves. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful film, beautifully animated, uh, like still probably one of my favorite Pixar films of all time. Um, watched it very recently for this pod, uh, and I think it still holds up. Uh, and it's just, some of the detailing and it's just insane, it's absolutely stunning.
3: Well, before everybody else comes in, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Wally was number my five on my list. Um, I, I think it's up there with one of Pixar's best movies. Um, I think for a film that has very little dialogue, at least in the first hour, um, it really connects, um, and it connects for kids as well as adults. Um, and then the reason why I'm sticking with you, Dan, is because my number four was just short circuit. Um, I love number two, um, but um, yeah, Johnny Five um, coming alive in the first one. um, And you've got the Gutenberg in the first one. There's no Gutenberg in the second one. um, But I do have very, very fond memories of the second one as well. Um, So uh, I think it's probably because I saw the second one first, weirdly. And
0: so that's the one that always stuck with me.
3: I mean, I I think um, I think number one is a better movie. And number two is a more memorable movie for me um, from growing yeah. up. I, I love them both. Um, oh, so, the, little, um, to, the little toy Johnny Fives. The little toy Johnny Fives <laughs> are amazing in number two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was uh, a, the, the idea of this robot that was uh, designed to kill. Um, and then when he becomes alive, he doesn't want to kill anything. Um, and learns like almost the meaning of life. That's what he was trying to learn. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Short Circuit.
4: Um, so, Matt. What do you think of those picks? Don't you think that um, Johnny Five and Wally look pretty similar, yeah. like in terms of design? They look almost identical. You know, different sizes, obviously. Yeah. yeah, one's made for cleaning up rubbish; the other one's made for um, <laughs> <laughs> destruction, or maybe they both are. Taking, taking, the <laughs> taking out the trash. Taking out the trash. I love, I love both those. Um, Wally is um, probably second or third of my favorite of the the Pixar movies. Um, it's definitely one of the best, and I think Pixar is has had a bit of peaks and troughs in the last sort of decade or so. Um, so it, it's it's due for a, a resurgence. And now we can look back and think, well, there are those classics that they made, like Ratatouille and Wally e and, and Toy Story 2, Toy Story 1, obviously, but actually when you look at it, Toy Story 1's not quite as, as good as perhaps the second and third one anyway for me. But yeah. Um, I think uh Wally especially uh is is definitely one of those ones that you can look back on and think wow that's aged like fine wine it's, it's it's very very good film and totally feel good as well which is a good thing that you touched on because um a lot of the films on here are quite uh, are quite dark and are quite morbid and are quite you know apocalyptic so yeah, they're both great. And I do remember going to the cinema. I'm old enough to have, have been to the cinema to see Short Circuit 2. And I I don't remember a lot of it. But what I do remember is the bit where Bonnie Tyler's belting out, uh, I need a hero, and yet he's chasing after those hooligans with, a, with his graffiti and his Mohican and stuff. Good film. but I do prefer the first one, like Paul, but probably that's just to do with my age, I think. And Ali I Sheedy, need- probably, as well.
1: Tony, <laughs> those picks, what do you think? um i love the short circuit films um so definitely i think uh worth worthwhile was it nova technologies or something like that for johnny five that sounds right mate yes yes um yeah grew up with them loved them um i would agree with paul and matt that i would say number one is probably the slightly better film but i have a place in my heart for both of them um so definitely worthy um and I think the voice of the character makes, brings yeah. the robotics alive, doesn't it? That's the, but yeah, I did miss Steve Gutenberg as well. Um, um, And controversially, I've never seen Wally. Ah,
3: well, I, I'm, I'm going to follow this point up with. Um Wally is available free on Disney Plus. Well, I say free, you've got to pay for Disney Plus, but it's available <laughs> on Disney Plus. Um, so um, anybody who hasn't seen Wally like Tony should check it out on Disney Plus. And I
1: um, get round right to it, but it just never never happened.
3: Yeah. Uh Short Circuit is on Prime Video at the moment. Um, but if you want to watch Short Circuit 2, you've got to rent it on um Amazon, Apple, or Sky. You can rent Short Circuit 2. John, do you like those picks? They're not on your um... list
5: well the, the the thing is i've just introduced my uh, daughters to short circuit so they they they, they love it and, um so obviously i've caught them at just the, at the right time at the right age to do it um and uh, short circuit too to K.O. um it's yeah i i, I think it's I don't think it's as good as the first one but I remember seeing the adverts in the in the Bino and we and it never came to our local cinema so but um I I really I actually liked the bit where um where she's in the back of the cab trying to they've tried to, they're sending a coded message by phone uh, phone I, tones e tones yes. in uh 19 kind of like 1950s 1960s doo-wop. Yes. Uh, some titles around New York it's really it's really nice it's a really interesting touch and yeah, obviously Bonnie Tyler at the end is just it is just great um Wally um yeah I it it's re- it's really good um I, I I would say that Pixar haven't, haven't actually done a bad film yet I think I think if you go long enough you um there they're incredibly lucky to have gone so long without actually making anything less than mediocre. So um I and Wally is definitely one of the standout ones.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Um John, well we're staying with you. And John, you're gonna run us down. You're five, your four, and your three. Um
5: Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Let's kick us off, John. What have you got at number five?
2: What were you yeah, thinking, yeah. John?
5: what was i thinking um i was thinking too hard and that was that's my point i've actually ended up with five films which are fairly different aspects of ai i think and slightly different tones Uh, i've got conspiracy theories i've got uh well uh young adult comedies i've got a um a horror but we're going to start with um, start with Eagle Eye, which uh, two thousand and eight uh, conspiracy theory, and the whole plot is driven by an AI um, that, um, it, basically, like in War Games, uh, it, it, the Eagle Eye is um, it's a system which um, runs simulations and comes up with a plan, and the plan gets turned down. Therefore it actually put, puts the plan into action for itself to actually um, cha- change the presidency. Um, and basically it's a, it's a whole idea of if you have all the information in the world, how could you do, who could you get to do what and how would you, how would you do it? I mean, the the plot itself is um, it's Shia LaBeouf, um his twin his twin is working with the aria computer and um realizes something's wrong and acts and somehow gets gets killed at which point the computer then frames his twin and actually gets him to um help um with uh to start start the plot and um the get it's it's so it starts really random it starts off with a mother with a child who plays the trumpet and a guy in a watch shop who um uh, it's uh, a guy who cuts gems and and it's it's a very it's a very it's a very big conspiracy and a very weird conspiracy but it all kind of makes sense and it's all driven by the ai has
3: anybody else seen eagle eye i've got to ask I've seen Eagle
1: Eye. No. Uh, no, but I felt like I wanted to watch it and I just it was like Wally, and I never got round to it. Matt? Yeah, I've seen it, but I felt like it was one of those ones that just came
4: and went and the next day I forgot about it. A bit like, you know, you, you see one of those I can't remember the name of the actor that was in the um the Twilight movies when he played the wolf. Didn't he do one where he, he was like he an did, action? He hero did for a similar one, bit? yeah. Yeah. Taylor and, yeah, Taylor Taylor Lortner. Lortner, yeah, kind of one of those where you kind of just see it and you're thinking god you know if nicholas cage was 21 then he'd be doing this kind of film but yeah i remember it being all right but i don't know if yeah. i could recall a single thing about it um, yeah so
3: well if you want to check it out again it's on prime you can watch it now um so uh eagle eye um john what you got a number four
5: Well, my my number four is again another uh, one of my childhood favourites, and it's *Flight of the Navigator* from 1986. Now, firstly, it's got uh, it's got Max, the the spaceship, Um, and that's the AI. Max is um, an all-knowing alien spaceship that has to that takes a takes a uh, boy away fills his head full of information and then needs that information to get back home so he has to kidnap the boy again unfortunately he drops the boy off four years later so uh, um in fact it's not even four years It's later. longer than
4: that it's
2: longer than it's, long, it's longer it's yeah. longer than that
5: it, i think it's yeah. about 10 it's almost 10 years 10 or
2: 12 years yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. And, and so um it's got a little bit of time travel in there it's got um it's got one of the first uses of uh, morphing technology for the for the spaceship um it's uh it's got a, it's got a real sense of fun to it um there's no re- there's no real dan- there's no real danger in it um apart from uh obviously the big the big danger at the end um where they have to go where they have to go back in time um but I, it just it just really it's it's a feel good it's it, it's a feel good kids film
3: it, it's a wonderful film i introduced it to my yeah. girls earlier this year um it's free on prime video which i think is how i watched it um tony flight of the navigator yeah, i love- debat- i love it but i debated whether it was an artificial intelligence movie i just felt it was an alien
1: i think you could probably see it's both actually okay yeah. um but yeah i loved it as a kid I had it on i haven't i mustn't have seen it though in 30 years yeah. well, i used to have it on vhs that i would you know cycle through um transformers the movie the animated movie Six. there's only one transformers movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh short circuit one and two and you know the times where i would watch star wars six times a day um <laughs> i nearly drove my mum insane with that um So, yeah, um, good film. And I'm actually impressed by all of you so far that you've actually suggested films that aren't, uh, like, dystopian or or, uh, apocalyptic, because all of
2: them are (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most of
1: them are Disney
4: films.
3: (laughs) Dan, Flight of the Navigator? Uh, So I think I've
0: actually got it. um, I mentioned them to the Christmas podcast. I've got one of the films... Santa Claus the movie on uh, a free thing that I got out of a newspaper and I think Flight of the Navigator is one that I've got sitting around somewhere that I've kept it um, purely because it's that great Uh, I have a freebie from a newspaper so yeah yeah definitely it was one that I'd considered mentioning
4: actually so um, nice Uh, Matt clearly a fan as well yeah, absolutely. I hadn't even thought about it for this, to be honest with you. Um and I should have, it's Paul Rubens, right? Who did the voice of the um... uh, Yes, Yes. I was so it was actually,
5: sadly, yeah. very late. Away. Yeah, just yeah. passed
4: away recently, Paul Rubens. Um, and it's got that great bit of comedy in it as well, which is, keeps it nice and light hearted, for which actually quite a dark kind of, you know, he goes back home and everything's changed, there's nowhere It's because, you know, it's quite harrowing for you know for for a film that's based at a young audience. Um, Stone Cold classic, brilliant film. Excellent. And John, you're
3: number uh,
5: three.
3: You're number three.
5: Hey, my other Disney. Um, no, 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 no. Um, right. I, I read. Uh, this is the tagline that someone put. One part the Six Million Dollar Man. One part death wish revenge fantasy. Twenty eighteen. It's called. It's a film called Upgrade. Um, oh, directed nice. by Lee Unnel. Who um, did who did the most recent version of the Invisible, uh, the Invisible Man, uh, which again is another Stone Cold classic, um, and basically it's the plot of a man. He's he's a bit of a technophobe. Um, he makes cars for a living. It's slightly futuristic. Um, he renovates old cars, so um, kind of like uh, V8s and V12s for rich clients. Um, at which uh, his wife works for a technology company um, they get they get involved in a car accident and a mugging in the car accident and he's left paralyzed from the neck down the guy from the co- from his wife's company his wife dies the guy from the company offers him something uh a thing called stem which is an implant which will actually help him to actually use use his body again which is absolutely fine until it starts talking to him and starts actually taking is taking control um of his of his body um because um gray the character goes after goes ends up going after the guys who mugged and um, and killed his mugged him and killed his wife, and it. So it turns out to be a bit of con- again another um, going. It's it's more of a it's more it's more gritty and nasty, and actually there are a lot of um, bloody kills in it. But it's it's just it's re- it's really good, and um, it's got a great twist at the end um where so don't I, give can't actually, away. Don't give away. I can't don't actually give away. say anything it. more about it but yeah. basically instead of um yeah so basically the ai is, is within it so yes
4: excellent um matt have you seen this one i think you... i have yeah. seen it was just remind me john was this was this a netflix or a prime no
5: this was a blumhouse it came out of this picture I thought, yeah,
4: i thought it was no, a netflix jobby no 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 all right because um I watched it, and I'm ashamed to say that I didn't finish it, and I, I can't remember why. Um, but I, I do remember the beginning. I remember him making those amazing, like meaty, powerful American sort of like cars at the beginning, and then he he just getting into the accident and having the stem thing fit. But I don't know why I didn't finish it. It wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it, but um, yeah, that remi- I might go back and watch that now that you mentioned it again. Uh, Great. Um,
3: right. unfor- unfortunately, you're gonna have to rent it because it's on oh. available to rent at the moment on Amazon, Apple, and Square. Um, Tony, have you seen
0: that? Uh, I noticed last year that no, um, on, Am- go, go Amazon go. did like a Blum, Blumhouse special thing, so maybe maybe it might pop up
4: around oh, Halloween It might time come back that. again,
0: yeah. I, oh, I, I recognise the
4: actor from quite a lot of things
2: as well. Yeah, is you know, it? The main guy. Is
4: it Prometheus? Is he? Yes, uh,
1: yes, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that's the
4: guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 He's called Logan,
5: Logan Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Marshall, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Have you seen it, Tony? Uh, no, but I remembered he was in it, um, but I might check it out now. It's, just, it's
3: one i've always wanted to
2: not,
1: see to
2: yeah
3: anything uh, with muscle
2: cars in i into
3: <laughs> um so tony we are back to you and just your number five um well, yeah just the one from you
1: go for it one from me, okay so my number five is not johnny five no <laughs> but um Oh god! I ha- I wrote this down. Hang on. Um... Any point? So I will get my words out in a minute. So yes, a, the um, it's a film about the past, present, and future of mankind, and that's two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey, and in particular, yeah. HAL Nine Thousand, or uh, heuristically programmed algorithmic computer, as he's otherwise known yeah um, or,
5: or a, d- a dyslexic ibm
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes um i mean it's a very deep film and has multiple interpretations and meanings however um the main plot about um the evolution really of mankind how is an integral part of you know us playing god and designing um minds in our form um and hal is basically trying to stop them from uh, mankind from getting to his their next step in evolution so he is the uh, obstacle in the way of them getting to jupiter and you know becoming the star child okay so he's also um such a dispassionate <laughs> you know the, the, the monotone voice weirdly can convey uh, like when he's being unplugged at the end um you know, you you kind of feel sorry for him. So there is. It's he's very um, sociopathic. I think is like, is his emotion real? Is it something he's feeling, or is it just something he's portraying to be relay better to humans? And reminds me a lot of my ex-girlfriends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: Mm. Um, this is one of the movies that I watched for this podcast for the first time. It's a movie that I'd oh, uh, never
2: seen
1: it
3: before. I'd, I'd never seen it before. Um, and I'd uh, i I'd been wanting to watch it for years and years and years. I'm um, I possibly I I'm very, very Marmite with Stanley Kubrick and his movies. Yeah, I um, agree and, and I think uh, it was one that I'd not seen probably because I was like, ah, oh, am I going to not like it? Am I going to like it? I thought it was all right. It was down the middle for me. I didn't actually hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, so it was fine. Um, Matt, I feel like you might like this film. I don't know.
4: Well, do you know what? I have uh, <laughs> I was considering buying it um, recently. I was going to add it to my shelf because uh, I haven't um, had a copy of it for a long time. And I rewatched it and I didn't enjoy it as much as I remember I enjoyed it. I like it. The technical side of it more than the actual film itself, I think. And going back and and um, uh, finding out how he did certain shots, how he filmed certain perspectives, how gravity was filmed uh, or not filmed or simulated, and how you know the centrifuges was was simulated. And and it was one of the first films to use front and back projection at the same time. Um, so yeah, the film for me is not really I don't know, it's aged worse than than a lot of the others um of his films, I, I must say. Um but I tell you what, the opening and the ending for me I do like a lot, but that it is just it's one of you know, Sonny Kubrick is, is renowned for being a cold, a cold clinical filmmaker. And um I think this is probably the prime example of that. Um and it's not for everybody. But Uh, it is uh, one of those films that you have to watch once. You do. You
3: genuinely have to watch it once. I'd always wanted to, but the irony is that I didn't like the beginning or the end. I like the middle. (laughs) 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 I
1: mean, um, Hal Nine Thousand is cold and dispassionate, isn't he? So, like, it's almost like—is it the the effect? The you know where you like? Is that it's only one red, unblinking eye. Yeah. with a passionate voice and the audience bring almost their feelings to how they feel. Okay. About it. Yeah, 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 Like yeah, that yeah. old Russian experiment where they had a person with a bowl of soup and showed it to a screen full of people, a cinema screen full of people and everyone brought their own interpretation. Oh, the person was hungry or the person wanted more or the person was satisfied. So I think Kubrick had that in his mind when he shot Hal. It's kind of like you bring yeah. your anxiety or not to the uh, yeah. character of hell. Dan
3: uh, is a uh, two thousand one. Uh, I I, th- I thought this might
0: come up, and uh, yeah, it's quite embarrassing. I've not actually seen it. Oh, um, mate, I may. I hadn't seen it till a few weeks ago. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I've I've obviously seen visuals from it. Uh, it's visually stunning it's one that's always been on my bucket list i just need to kind of i know that i've i've had heard the reviews of it being quite dry so you need to be in the mood for it and that kind of thing um mm-hmm. obviously the opening sequence is iconic yeah you know parodied by the simpsons etc etc Uh barbie if
3: you've seen barbie it is
0: yes, parodied barbie. in that as well it's in the trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing um but yeah uh, with with how 9000 as well um Seeing as you haven't seen Wall-E, Tony, it's even more of a reason to see it because the um, the autopilot on, on on the human spaceship in Wall-E uh, is directly inspired by HAL. Um, so
1: definitely, yeah, definitely worth watching. And there's a
0: few other references as well throughout the film, like 2001 references. So definitely, definitely watch Wall-E when you get a chance.
1: I mean, I would say HAL is almost the template for you know um, uh, AI going wrong and yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean. I mean yes yes
3: definitely um john i don't believe you're a fan of this movie am i wrong
5: i've seen the movie twice yes once (laughs) on a bit once on a big screen twice all the way through once on the big screen i never have to watch that film ever again
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying i would watch it again to be honest and it's
5: and it and to be to be fair it's um, I just I have a thing about Stanley Kubrick films. I tend to like half of them. Yeah. It's either the first half or the second half. Oh,
2: um,
0: yeah, yeah, li-
5: liter- literally. yeah,
0: literally, Um and fine. The- that's
5: pretty. And Which is pretty thing- fitting, and- considering he likes symmetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, but, the- but um, yeah, and the thing, thing, thing is, it looks good. Technically, it's great, as Matt says, but I just I really don't like the ending of it. Um, but apart from that, yeah, give me the black hole. Well,
3: if you uh, if you want to watch it and, like me, have me and Dan haven't seen it, it, you can rent it, which is what I did. It's available on Amazon, Apple, and on Sky for you to rent at the moment. Um, Matt, we're round to you with just one pick as well, your number five pick. Um, number five? An, yeah, it's an archetype for a movie that's coming up later, in my opinion.
4: Um, so, <laughs> yes. let, so let's roll with it. Uh, yeah, so you know me, I like to I like to hammer in some anime, if I can, uh, when I do these kind of lists. Um, luckily, this is probably one of the, the better ones. Um, so this is 1995's Ghost in the Shell, uh, directed by Mam- Mamoru Oshii <laughs> um, from uh, a manga by Matsumuni Shirao. um I'm glad you chose read. this one yeah which I haven't read um but it's um yeah it's 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 I re-watched it for this um I remember uh, back in the day like in the in the mid-90s uh catching it uh on a friend a friend brought a VHS round I'm not really fully understanding it and I was kind of into that sort of on the fringes of the the early anime scene um, in the mid 90s. Um, I was sort of like mid teens at that point. And um, there was quite a lot of stuff that was coming out sort of uh, monthly. And this was a big one because it was co-funded by uh, a manga video, which was part UK, part USA but they um, they had it obviously animated in Japan using a Japanese director who previously animated other things in Japan. So it was kind of like a major crossover thing, and, and it's amazing. It actually worked, and it's become one of the staples of uh, of uh, animated films in general. Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, why, why is this kind of like relevant to AI? And I've forgotten how relevant it really was, to be honest, because... Like um, the base is the plot, and I'm not talking like the plot for the the uh, the 2017 remake, uh, not remake the 2017 live action version with Scarlett Johansson uh, by uh, uh, Rupert Sanders, I think it was, who's an English director, changed the plot a little bit. They tried to make the main character Major Kusuna, Kus, Kusa, Sag,
5: Kus, Kusanagi
4: Kusanagi uh, more human, uh, so less cybernetic more human uh so the ai is not necessarily integrated in in terms of the main character the film changed a lot of stuff from the anime but um in in and, and also the main protagonist the main uh, uh, antagonist in the film um the puppet master is changed for the film for the for the, the live action film as well um so as in most ai films i think they we use artificial intelligence, I suppose, as a metaphor for humanity and like the improvement of humanity uh, by proxy. Um, but in in Ghost in the Shell, I think it, how they they deal with the AI, it's more of a possibility of of the ghost in the machine, the creation of the the intelligence from the the information and the data that's been inputted by uh, across different areas of of, uh, uh, of uh in this case government where they weren't trying to create necessarily an artificial intelligence um it's been born inside the internet the the you know the data itself and the spark has given rise to to a sentience um so in that way it's slightly different you know it's not this this artificial intelligence hasn't been it's not artificial it's not been constructed in that way so anyway, the, the, the main outline of the plot is that um it, it's there's there's a political uh, in, in the future city i don't know whether it's japan or whether it's a, it's a, it's a completely fictional city there's political factions fighting against each other um and there are uh, organizations within those organizations so black departments within them that are trying to uh re um uh, uh, uh reintegrate uh, this uh uh, issue this problem this this um as we learn is uh this entity called the puppet master who officially we we regard as as a human being but ultimately it turns out that it perhaps isn't that way at all um and so it's quite politically motivated the whole thing but um yeah i don't know it's it's a great film i think it's one of those films that um you have to sort of see and take it. It's very short. It's very punchy. It's only 80 minutes long. And I think it's got a lot more to say than perhaps you might think for an animated film. Um, yeah, it's it's a good film. It's a really good film, I think, uh, especially The Matrix took a lot of uh, inspiration from this. The Wachowski brothers, at that point they were called, um, it took a lot of inspiration. You can see certain things were lifted straight from Ghost in the Shell to... Uh, the Matrix, you know, the use of telephone um, terminals to to contact the, uh, you know, to to as it would be in the Matrix, but here it would be to hack into the system. The um, the use are uh, especially at the end, the end action scene in Ghost in the Shell. The if you remember from the Matrix, where they attempt to enter the building. And there's four sections of columns on either side, and we go into slow motion in the matrix, and the whole columns get exploded and all these bits are flying everywhere. So Wachowski lifted that entire scene from the end of uh, Ghost in the Shell, albeit it's not in a in a in a high-rise building, it's just in a in a one-level block. Um it's it's quite it's it's a very good film. I think you definitely have to check it out once. It's not for everybody, that being that it's animated and stay away from the English dub of it. It's awful and um, they change a lot of the script. So if you if you can face it. See it with Japanese and English subtitles. Very good, Dan. Have you seen Ghost in the Shell?
0: Oh, I haven't, but it's it's like another one that's on my list. Been on my list for years. Again, the visuals look incredible. Um, it's just again about getting around to it because I'm again aware of the 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 subtitle thing and definitely want to see it properly, but just have to
3: be in the mood for subtitles. Oh, Dan, I'm going to blow your mind. It's free at the moment. It's on Channel Four and on ITVX for nothing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tony goes in the show um i have seen uh the um revisioning with Scarlett hansen and was decidedly undepressed but i had heard uh, the matrix had been heavily influenced by the original uh, anime film uh again it's something i've always been meaning to check out but never have so it's i feel for now I've, well, I feel like we've got a full weekend of uh, film watching after you lost Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, John, yeah. I can,
3: you've seen this one, John, goes in the show.
5: I've seen that one. I've seen the second one. I've seen the third one. I've seen the uh, standalone complex. I've seen um, the current series that's on Netflix, which is... Uh, a, a uh, reasonable reimagining as a as an anime from japan so um it's definitely worth checking out the original film is um what a major cyber cyberpunk text um and um yeah i mean the it, what starts off as a hunt for a for a for a cyber for a cyber um terrorist turns out to be a lot more interesting um and the major itself is actually um it what's left of a human inside a metal shell uh a metal robot in a military grade robot um well, but it, it, a robot. It, so yeah um but um, everybody in this world has some sort of cybernetic implant and that is how the puppet master control gets in to control them so
4: there's, there's an identity consciousness issue going on as well yeah. because she starts to to consider herself whether or not she is actually human or is she not human anymore or is her soul her ghost yes yeah. is, is that um is that being created by the data or is that. that still herself that she's left over from her brain and the, the yeah. opening sequence that that shows us uh her, the creation of her body we don't really see necessarily her um her, her brain and her uh uh nervous system being integrated so much so we were kind of like left in a bit of a a sort of a is she or isn't she herself a bit like Blade Runner I suppose and you can see how Blade Runner affected Ghost in the Shell as well as yep. Ghost in the Shell
5: affected the Matrix and Matt yep.
1: they like Robocop. yes <laughs> Tony <laughs> well um are we gonna are we
5: gonna have that are we having that argument today
3: well Tony you're next. <laughs> you're, not, you're number two. <laughs> film. Um, I like Ghost in the Shell. By the way, um, you should watch it. I'm going to watch it again because
4: I haven't seen it. Is it in the long subtitle long. version though on, uh, uh, on Channel Do we know? I would imagine so. I hope so. Hopefully, you'd hope so. Because so. so, so. the English yes. dub is shit. But also, um,
5: like, like, like I say, they've got the updated, but updated shorter series on Netflix. So that's cool. worth checking out as well.
4: But. Um, Oh, oh, quickly! Just quickly, they don't. Yeah. They, they did. They did a 2.0 version of the film where um, yeah. they changed a lot of stuff for CGI instead of cell cell animation, and uh, is just forget that. Don't go. Don't see that one. Okay, Tony, you have said it about three times. I know what it is.
1: <laughs> um, it's your number two. It is. Go for
2: it. Go yeah. for it.
1: Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Um, <laughs> yes, Murphy. <laughs> yeah i uh, it was nearly my number 1 actually um oh, I, TJ, the only change on my list but i swapped 1 and 2 around um yeah well i mean i think this film is kind of the uh, ultimate in uh, man versus machine you know he has a you know uh, alex murphy a uh, a good cop in a bad city um kill uh, killed in the line of duty um I mean, he signed his waiver, but essentially against his will, you know, reanimated to life um, through uh, cybernetics and um, a computer program that um, suppresses his human side, makes him a crack shot. So he makes it, you know, can recite every, you know, directive going and uh, police protocol, but it's the... Uh, it's the human element that overcomes the row. Well, the, the, the program in the end. So, I mean, the film is deep in many levels. It's a Christ analogy. He dies. He's resurrected. Um, it's. Um,
5: he, he walks you know, on it, water as well.
1: <laughs> it's, that's true. You know, um, it talks about, you know, corporate conglomerates and you know them taking over and the militarization of the police um and you know at the end where robocop with his uh humanity re-emerging um fighting the other robot ed 209 which has no humanity you know it kind of shows that um you can't um automate morality or ethics which currently is what they're trying to do in the military isn't it it's kind of like we'll send out a drone to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> you know, we're kind of far away from it. We don't care. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think it's a brilliant AI movie, and I do think it's an AI movie. I'm hoping I've convinced you, Paul.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's one that I didn't, it didn't fall under AI for me, just because I didn't feel, I didn't feel like Murphy was an AI because of his human element, and
1: because
3: so Robocop
1: is the AI, Murphy
3: uh, Yeah, but Murphy is Robocop. Uh, Roboc- the two of them together is. Uh, I felt Ed 2, and Nine was an artificial intelligence, but I didn't feel like he was the crux of the movie. But it is a great film. I, I, I People definitely should watch it. It's not Paul Verhoeven's best movie, but it is still a very, very good
1: movie. was Paul Verhoeven's
5: best movie? What, wait on a minute. Robocop. Starship <laughs> Troopers. No. Right, it's a great film.
2: That's
3: a great, it is
1: film, a great no, RoboCop's t- Total Recall. Total, movie. total second, Recall. Second best movie. Second, total Recall. Total I'm with Tony <laughs> on this one. Do you, know, you know what?
4: Murphy, <laughs> RoboCop, right? The guy got shot to death and they still... There's the meme that's going around. They still made the guy go to work. He, <laughs> I, I, you mean what's to say that he isn't the AI, though? That The AI has already been integrated in there um, and it's combined both personality the ai and uh, um murphy's original humanity and they've combined together to create robocop so you know i'm with tony on this i think it's a fair it's a fair point i probably would have stuck that very close to the bottom of my list i love robocop i think it's um like i said paul verhoeven's best film uh, grotesque and um, well, whatever happened to paul verhoeven man i mean yeah, i wish he'd carried on I, doing he films he has you
5: know, he's made he yeah, made He's made. A, but he's he not bernadetta but he's if not you, gone. He's gone in else, a
4: completely yeah. d- different direction with his I movies. Mean, really. Ever since Black Book, like in the mid 20, 2000 which is a good film, two thousand six, like he's gone off on a bit of a weird tangent now. But I wish he went back to do those uh, surreal kind of most uh, modern American Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Robocop. You must have seen Robocop.
0: Yeah, of course. I, I think I <laughs> saw. A figurine of it back in the day like, that was the weird thing actually with robocop because i remember them being like kids toys and then i yeah. actually got around to seeing it when i was an adult it's like jesus this is gory <laughs>
2: <laughs> How, how am I to do this at kids
0: but um but yeah no very um, dark
1: as well isn't it it's just like yeah yeah
0: yeah it's, yeah. like you were saying Teddy, you like, the commentary on you know the mor- morals and morals and things like that but yeah definitely uh brilliant film um i agree there was a kind of was it was it was it not ai um but, uh, yeah, mostly just that I'm not as familiar with it, which is why I didn't make my list. Um,
3: unfortunately, you can only rent *Broadway Pop* here at the moment. It's not on any streaming service, but you can rent it on Apple or Sky if anybody fancies What's it. The
2: John,
3: thing? John?
5: Um, yeah. I have the, I have the director's cut and and the three film box set. So um, you like I, it? Uh, I do I... like it. I I know I I actually the. Uh, you call it you call it gory. you watch it with the director with the bits put back in it is a mess seriously um murphy murphy dies a lot
1: that's the
5: um, worst scene <laughs> ever yes. um also having it's the poor said...
1: guy that gets shot to death by a
5: 29 i think they had a good, good second <laughs> oh yeah right, yeah right, right. yeah yeah there's a good exactly. ten, 10 extra shots there and i swear i swear the guy in the nuclear waste uh dies oh, yeah. harder as well um but um, I quibble with the AI-ness of it. If we were doing, I, this was part of my. This was part of my problem with this subject. If we were doing robots, um, if we were doing cyborg, it <laughs> was yes, he is. He he is. He's literally three three when three. Pa- three pa- he's and three he, pounds he, of flesh on, on the coroner's board.
1: Control that. That's an AI.
5: But. Um, uh, I I see him more as a incredibly enhanced human, um, but in <laughs> but in saying that it's it's a, it's a it's a good film and uh, like I say it, it's Paul Verhoeven and Ed Newmyer who's the writer uh, uh, they went on to do Starship Troopers and um, you buy you buy into all the um, into the um, into the satire of it as well.
1: It's an incredibly sad film, because you feel for Murphy as well. You do. And I've got three incredibly useless bits of information for you about Robocop. Go, go. The first 18 film I ever saw, and I was 12 years old. Uh, My cousin, uh, who's an actor, is in Robocop 2. Yes. (laughs) um, You
5: have mentioned that one before.
1: I have, I have. Just saying, though. Yeah. Yeah. Robocop Robocop 2. And the final bit... um, I can't remember now. So I mean it was useless, so <laughs> <laughs> it was useless. Yeah. Oh, that was it. You know, you know the scene where Murphy dies on the operating table. Yeah. It's a brilliant use of sound because his vision goes dark while everyone's kind of trying to pump his chest and you know oxygenate him with a mask, and his vision goes, but he can still hear the medics working on him. And apparently that is very true to how people die.
2: Okay. Oh, that's dark. What, here, what? Thank, that's... thank you very much.
3: <laughs> I want. I, I want to know what who, Deb how, who,
1: told people that. that they brought back from the dead <laughs> <laughs> and they interviewed a ton of ghosts.
4: <laughs> Can we agree that Paul Verhoeven um, produced the most horrific and nastiest bad guys in uh, in eighties uh, and nineties uh, oh, Without it's... a doubt. <laughs> Clarence yeah. Birdy yeah, and what was the guy from the guy from um, uh, Total Recall as well? there's a couple of oh, a couple of nasty ones in there as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Ronnie, Michael, Ronnie um, Cox, Big Jones, Big yeah. well,
1: Jones, yeah,
5: Jones. Michael Michael Ironside from Total Recall, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so John, I'm afraid somehow we've made it back to you, and it's actually your number one. Uh, you know, it's your number two movie, isn't it? It's your number two movie. Yeah. We haven't heard your number two movie yet. So John. Yeah. What's your next um,
5: film? Quickly, this is another fairly recent one. Um, it's Free Guy. Um, where the AI where it's the AI learns that um, there's more to life than just being an NPC in somebody else's game. Um I I really like this film. It's nice and uplifting and um it it and I think it i think it bought very well into zeitgeist and oh and I, I i don't but basically basically it's the it's the story of an npc character in a computer game who uh in a computer game that's been stolen um from jodie coma's character and um they programmed this game originally as a paradise uh paradise program where you build and do when it, uh when it was stolen it got turned into a shoot 'em up uh an mm rpg shoot 'em up uh like um uh fortnite and things like that so um the Sims guy, meet fortnite yeah so ba- basically guy is the blue shirt man who goes to work in a bank gets a cup of coffee in the morning and has a has a routine because he has an algorithm. Um, when uh Comer's character comes comes along and is trying to get information to actually prove that it's her game, not and so she can sue the company who stole it, um it interrupts his programming and it reverts and um it changes the way he acts. So he starts actually um creating having a life and having and having wishes and wanting to do things um and people want to try to stop him he becomes a bit he, because it's an mmrpg um people start um start to notice that he's being nice he's starting to save people instead of hurting people and then the com- the company realizes that they need to kind of get rid of him so they can launch the new version full of bugs and um and that's where it all comes to a head i i think it's just a really nice well done um ai based story
3: i I, I agree free guy was a lot of fun ryan reynolds is ryan reynolds and he's excellent um it's one you should check out it's on disney plus dan have you seen free guy Yeah, I actually watched it at the beginning of the year sort of on a couple of tube journeys
0: into work. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, I just think, um, yeah, like you said, Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, um, I mean, it it is it lends itself perfectly to kind of action fodder because he's this, like you said, blue shirt guy um, who's supposed to just blend into the background, uh, discovers that he's able to kind of grab weapons and partake in the action. And uh, like just lends itself to to loads of great action sequences uh, with a kind of moral story kind of interwoven with it as well.
4: Matt? Free Guy? I have not seen Free Guy, but I'm told that this Ryan Reynolds guy is supposed to be quite funny. He is amusing. Is he an amusing he is fellow? Funny. <laughs> is he, amusing funny? is, he, is <laughs> he as funny as when he's in Deadpool? Um,
3: yeah, it's I, that I kind would... of humour. It is, it is that kind of humour, but not quite as crass.
1: Um, right. Tony how are you guys I, um, I, really, I really like Free Guy actually yeah. I went mean, to cinema to see it yeah, I, I, mean, I like Ryan Reynolds and not all of his films are great uh, but you know, he's a generally likeable character and I thought most of the film was good I thought maybe you've gone slightly extreme at the end in some places but generally had a good laugh with it um, not sure it would make my f- top 5 AI artificial intelligence see where John's coming from in, in regards to it and a lot happier than any of the films I've picked.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: There we go. Um,
5: yeah, yeah. So Ryan <laughs> Reynolds is mint.
1: Is, oh, <laughs> there you go. Well
3: done.
5: Um, <laughs> he always put in maximum effort.
3: <laughs> um, so that was John's number two. Um, I've thrown this slightly out of order on my running order, but that's fine. So, uh, Matt, we're going to go with your Good number up. two. My number three. You're leading off. What's your number
4: two movie, Matt? Uh Ex Machina is my number two. Uh 2014. Um, Alex Garland seems to pop up quite often on my list. I like him as a filmmaker. I think he's very um creative. I think he's very intellectual. I like where he delves with his films. Um this is a classic for me. I think it gets better and better and better. Um having counted back how many times I've watched it now. Um four times now, and that's quite a lot because the the film's only less than 10 years old. Um, It's got a lot to offer. Um, The basic premise of the plot, you've got Oscar Isaac as a reclusive, um, billionaire, um, tech uh, operator, designer, who very early on in his life created a search engine and made a lot of money. Uh, He lives in the wilderness uh, in northern, uh, I'm assuming it's northern, Uh, or maybe it's southern canada northern america northern northeast east america and one of his um, members of staff one of his coders wins a uh, a competition to go and visit him for a week in his retreat Um, and when they get there uh, he's made to sign an nda uh, which he's a bit reluctant to do wonders why but as we later found find out um, he is there to determine whether the artificial intelligence that's been created by Oscar Isaac's character um, is deemed to be human or not by putting it through what's called as the Turing test. The Alan Turing, being the uh, the chap, the northern chap from Northern England from uh, um, uh, the early 1900s up to I think he died 1950s, 60s, something like that. Um, one of our finest minds in in the UK created and, the uh, created machine. the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Enigma machine. It's uh, been the subject of quite a few movies in the last sort of deco- decade or so. Um, the um, decipher it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. He deciphered the Enigma machine. Inigma Sorry, machine, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. By crea- yeah. creating his own version of the Enigma machine to decipher it. I think. Yeah. Uh, what was the film that that depicted that? The, the uh, imitation the game. game. The imitation game. That was it. Yeah. He was also a movie called
3: Enigma with De Scott and right. Kate Winslet. Right, right.
4: So this test, based on his uh, uh, determination, is is whether um, a an AI or a computer can pass as a human being, basically. Um, uh, so that's what we're here for for this, and uh, it is a very complex, very deep, very philosophical, philosophy, philosophy, philosophical, <laughs> philosophical film. <laughs> All right, philosophical film. Um, I think it's beautifully staged. Um, we're we're set back on edge as soon as we are introduced to Oscar Isaac. I think he's probably un, hes the most underappreciated of of all the actors in this film. I think you know Alicia Vikander, who's who's fantastic as the uh, as Ava, the the AI, um, and Dominal Gleeson, who's just brilliant in this. Um, was one I think one of his first films, Brendan Gleeson's son, and uh, Oscar Isaac is just so unnervingly off-putting and odd and dis- disconcerting in this film. They the whole atmosphere from the moment we meet him is extremely unnerving and uneasy, and, and, um, and it's beautiful. That you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's um, uh, it's Doctor Frankenstein uh it's pandora's box it's uh you know it's all those kind of you know should we shouldn't we kind of films uh he's the mad scientist uh he's created something that humanity you know you could look at it almost as if it's like you know and they've quoted oppenheimer in the film um uh the famous quote from oppenheimer about uh, uh, i become death um, the destroyer of worlds, and they quote it in this film. And you could see, you could view this as, you know, the the the, the version of the atomic bomb for the future. Uh, is, a, is AI, should we be doing it ethically, mor- morally? Is this the right thing to do? Um, and it's got a fantastic ending as well. I think it's got a brilliant, beautiful ending. Um, uh, it plays into our fears, but also I think it plays beautifully into what is the nature of, of humanity at the same time as well. The fact that um, you know humans can be as evil as the AI that we believe we are going to create—that could, you know, can be also as evil. If you see what I mean, um, yeah, it's, I think it's a fantastic movie uh, and thoroughly, thoroughly deserves its place. I, I think it's a masterpiece. To be honest, that's I, I why it's love- number two. Yeah.
3: It's number three on my list, and unlike you, I've only seen it once, but it hit me that hard that it made it all the way to number three on this list. I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant film. Um, I don't think I can add much more to what you said there, Matt, Um, but it is well worth a watch. Uh, if you have Sky, you can watch it now. Um, It's available on Sky Cinema. Dan, ex-Machina?
0: No, I've not seen it. I don't know. Uh, it's one that's always kind of been there, like, tempting me, but no, I've not got around to seeing it yet. Tony?
1: Yeah, it's a great film. Um, I just felt the other ones on my list deserve precedence over it, but I, could, okay. I don't think I could have articulated it any better than Matt did about the whole um, themes and issues that it explores. John?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of my top ten as opposed to my top fives. Um, now, I know my top five is very eclectic um, and esoteric, but... Um, a lot a lot of the films that are coming up tonight are act, are actually very close and I, I actually found it really really difficult to actually come up with a list so these are the, these are the five which are kind of it kind of spreads out my my wishes the um X machina it's uh, again I've only seen it the once um but yeah Matt kind of hits it on the head I've kind of find it a bit creepy because I kind of feel as it, it that her programming was um, to be scared and to escape, but I, that's my, um, as, as a general purpose. But that's, I think, that's more of my reading into it. So, oh no, but... I
4: think that's probably right. I think there's a huge yeah. ambiguity to the film as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, yeah, that's I... questioned quite often. But they're going back and forth between the two of them. They're questioning: Have you programmed her to be sexual towards me? Have you programmed her to want? To improve, to escape—you know—all those questions are asked yeah. in the film. So,
2: yeah,
4: it's it's yeah. it's a brilliant movie, and it is
3: uh, one that everybody should check out. Um, John, we're back to you. We're already at your number one, John. I'm afraid. That's um, no, fine. So, what's your number one, John?
5: <laughs> um, well, being a big um, pulp sci-fi um, fan, um, it's I Robot. Um, which shares its name with an an Isaac Asimov story. It's not the story itself. Uh, The original story um, is pages long. It's not actually that long. Um, But um, I really like this film. From the director who uh, did The Crow, uh, Alex Proyas, uh, which was one one mark in its favor before I even walked through the door um it look the robots look good um for two um it's the story of a police detective who doesn't like who actually doesn't like robots um and doesn't trust robots um to do the right thing um uh, who is asked by a murder victim to investigate their own death so the, fa- the so the guy who dies is the father of uh robotic it's kind of like the father of robotics and you get a you you get a montage at the beginning of um, him talking about the ghost in the machine And how machines start to do things on their own if you leave them long enough, leave the programs running long enough, and they start developing their own little idiosyncrasies. Uh, uh, So he's he's found dead after being thrown through a window in a skyscraper and uh, Detective Spooner, um, Will Smith, while investigating, realizes that a robot must have thrown the guy out of um, the uh, security glass window because the old guy would never have made it through himself. And it's the uh, and it's the story of how he actually um, has to investigate and follows the follows the breadcrumbs of uh, a plot that's been laid out in front of him um, towards. Um, uh, the very fabric of uh, the city um there's some um again we're talking about we're talking about um ai working in the background and controlling things and being able to inv- invade machines and use them for um for uh, what they want it to do um, and again this can com- this really does come down to um hum- humans hurt themselves how do you stop humans hurting themselves how do you save humanity over humans uh and it's I, ju- I just think it's really well done with a really nice action scene in the in the middle with uh done at 200 miles an hour um where loads of robot loads of robots activate and actually start jumping all over a car trying to co- trying to cause car accidents it's got some really nice um visual working it uh with robots jumping through windows um the, there's only there's only one one shot i really have an issue with and that's where they try to do this 720 degree spin around uh will smith while he's trying to sh- uh, shoot robots coming at him from all sides uh, and that's the only one that doesn't really work but apart from that i, j- I find I, I just think it's really good oh yeah and um Shia LaBeouf's in it as well. Again,
3: <laughs>
5: he's only got he's only got a small part this time.
1: Hi, robot. It's John's number one. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I enjoy, I haven't seen it in a while, but I really enjoyed it, and I I remember having a blue DVD copy, actually DVD copy of it. So, uh, yeah, probably scrape into my top ten, if not just outside of it. Um, how John described it, I was thinking, God, it sounds like the Tom Selleck film Runaway. Which is a good AI film with Kirsty Allian. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's very 80s. It
4: it's very spiders.
2: 80s.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and the and and the body temperature bullets.
3: Yeah, um, Matt, iRobot, John's number
4: one. Yeah, I like iRobot. I think it's good. It definitely would uh, would would hit a top ten for me. Um, I think it's probably uh, <clears throat> something that is going to be more appreciated in the future. I think that kind. Of, I think it's it's it's. When people delve back in the past in the next sort of five, six, seven, eight years, they might uh, they might rediscover this film um, and appreciate it more. Uh, It's a good film. It's good. film. I'm not a huge fan of Will Smith, um, like even prior to to his incident. Um, So for me, it's a bit. But yeah, it's I like the idea. I like the fact it's an old fashioned kind of 1930s pulp Raymond Chandler kind of detective story. I kind of like that.
5: Yeah, Dan. it's it's actually a sci-fi noir like Blade Runner.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the,
0: the the way you've described it, I obviously like trying to think of films for this list. Um, that it, it obviously popped up uh, in my head. I kind of compartmentalized it as a another kind of was it '90s or '2000s Will Smith film. Um, yeah, you yeah. know. So like, it, it, I was like, it's good, but you know, it's it's a Will Smith film, which and I really like Will Smith, but he's you know. Kind of one one train kind of thing, um, but actually, yeah, um, hearing you describe it, it does sound like a, a very close to Blade Runner with the kind of detective storyline and stuff.
3: Yeah, I think I think it it's uh, that that action that action movie that coats over the top of something that's uh that's yeah like a noir, like John said, uh, a noir thriller with this action coat Will Smith action coating. Um, it's good fun. It's good. I like it a lot. It didn't make my top five, but um, I did own it like Tony on DVD. So, um, yeah, it's uh, worth a watch, and it's on Disney Plus. 20 years old next year. 20 years old. Don't make me
1: feel that
2: old,
5: Tony. Can I just say, what's this used to own on DVD?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, yeah well, I, I've still got them in a the cupboard somewhere, actually. Like, <laughs> like,
3: they're, they're, in my lo- they're in my loft, technically. They are, I do
1: still have they're them. in my brother's but, garage, yeah. technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um
3: so that was john's number one um tony you're going to take the lead on this it's your number three it's dan's number three and it's matt's number three so they can roll in in a second
2: but go for it
1: (laughs) my number three well it's um probably has um next to star wars uh one of the greatest influences on science fiction right um uh, lost like tears in the rain um blade runner the original one 1982 Harrison ford is he an android or isn't he um so i think this look i mean the film itself is responsible it may have pilfered from um metropolis um fritz lang's film uh, a bit but um you know it set the scene i think for a lot of sci-fi films like The Matrix and, you know, cyberpunk kind of type looks on films. Um, and up with Alien, I guess, is Ridley Scott's best film. Um, what does it mean to be human? I guess is the the, the question of the film. Um, so, yeah, that was my, my number three. I don't know if anyone else can put it a bit more articulate than that.
3: Dan, Dan, it was your number three as well. Everybody seems to have it in the middle of their pack. Dan, why Blade Runner at number three? So I, I mean, visually,
0: I have always loved this film. Like it is visually stunning. It was. It actually took me a very long time to properly sit and watch it. Um, I was, you know, well into my uh, late twenties by the time I actually got around to seeing it properly in full, but. I would see it every now and again uh late night on tv uh and still to this day the visuals like are seared into my mind in you know, the spaceships flying over like futuristic la and and the fire like bursting out of the tops of buildings and um what i didn't actually realize until this afternoon when i had a quick read up on it um some of the set buildings they're you know they're iconic buildings in la um and they're the whole point of using those locations is to kind of tie like old like you know current day la into the future so it shows it shows they really put that kind of level of thought into um into the realism of the of the locations and stuff i think that's probably a big factor for me uh is is the kind of realism and and the fact that it still holds up now um and i think there's a couple of different ways that the the whole ai argument um and theme can go in films and this one is clearly Focusing, like you said, Tony, on the, like what it is to be human, and we, you know, essentially create these machines um, to to be humanoid, and then um, treat them ultimately like slaves, uh, as if they're just objects, um, but they're sentient, uh, and and you feel sorry for them, um, but at the same time, they're animalistic, and so you, you, there's this kind of like moral dilemma of like though they're not human and they're and they're murderous but they are also we've created them that way it's not their fault <laughs> they're behaving that way and they ultimately just want to live um and so that's like it's bleak but it really makes you think and i think that's that's why it, um it is deserving to be so high up on the list and there are only two other films in my in my mind that um on that kind of ai argument that are better uh which i hope will uh, discuss later
1: also it's kind of like the, the ai that look human don't they like they're not like they don't look like robots they don't move like robots they're kind of a a biological artificial intelligence almost
0: yeah it was, it, i think uh, there's the scene where they go to the eye maker um and it shows you know the, essentially their biological eyes that i don't you know it doesn't really delve much deeper into how, the makings of the eye but they look very realistic um so I guess the whole the technology has
4: evolved so far that they're essentially bionic at that point. Yeah, they're indistinguishable from, from humans, which is why there's such a struggle for them to be able to detect the differences. And, you know, although saying that, you know, the the eye being the one thing that they focus on um, for uh, <clears throat> checking and, and detection. Um, yeah. It's it's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's it, The problem I only have with it, which is the reason why it's sort of like in the middle of the pack for me, is that it's um, there are so many different versions of this film that are available to see. I mean, yeah, if you buy the film now, you will only get one cut of it. You'll get the final cut. But I grew up on two versions. I grew up on the, um, the not the original theatrical. cinema cut, the theatrical cut, which was the cut they released on home video. Um, and then, I saw the director's cut and those are the two cuts that I saw. And then there's the work print cut and then there's the final cut. So there's like five different cuts of the film and it's hard. They are significantly different from each other. So it's a bit of a schizophrenic film. If if you you know which one should you watch as a as a as a newcomer? Um, And I guess I would probably say the director's cut for me which came out in uh 8990 or 91 and also the final cut those two would be the ones that i would 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 seek out to watch the final cut being the one that if you were to purchase it now and probably the ones that are available
1: online um to watch it's
3: it's on uh, prime video and it
1: is the final cut the final cut yeah i've got a um, blu-ray with all five versions have
2: you mm-hmm. Right.
5: yeah i have the steel box yeah <laughs> I've got um. Um. It's. Um. It's not yeah, on your list, this, John. But you have to It's not on. My, <laughs> it's not on my list. But the thing. The thing about it is, is. It was. It was an. It was an aspect. It was an aspect that I. Thought I had covered the, the. The thing about Blade Runner is it looks gorgeous and the music is great and it's atmospheric, and it's a and it's a good old-fashioned gumshoe um sort of sci-fi noir but they, they there is something lacking it there's something lacking in the telling and when you find out that it was basically ridley scott's grief project after losing his after losing his brother you can kind of understand that there's, there's kind of there's something missing there's basically he was he was rushing a lot of the problems with the film were f- um were from the fact that he was he was pushing really hard to get the, get it made because he was going through the gr- grief of uh, losing his brother at the time um that said um Redka Hauer um is brilliant and it's the fact that they're also childlike but but they're they're adult, adult shaped if you get if you, if you can kind of and they're all they're all um all all the replicants are scared and are trying and are tr- just trying to survive, but there's just like I say it it's it is a stone it is a stone cold classic like um like um uh, X Machina is going to be um um but again I just there's just something about it that doesn't quite gel. Even though it's a classic, even though it's uh, one of the seminal texts, mm. um, it, it's just not quite there.
4: If, if you're looking for story, I think go elsewhere.
5: Yeah, Th- there's it, not it, a very it,
4: deep story here.
5: No, and in fact, having having read um, *Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep*, you could re- you could quite happily remake it and miss so much of it out um and there'll be so much there's so much other stuff in the book in the story that could be used instead of just this tracking of the tracking of the five six replicants depending on how many you think there are um
3: i i I have to say i'm going to be the one i've watched this movie i watched it and was like i didn't think that was brilliant when i was about 19 so then i made myself watch it again when i was older because i was like it must have been because I was a teenager and didn't appreciate this movie. And then I was like, still not brilliant for me. I don't, I, I don't quite get what everybody sees. Now, I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I just don't think it's that classic that everybody else does. Um, I, just, I, I just love
0: the mood of it. I think that's yeah. a, a big yeah. factor for me. Yeah. I can just yeah. sit back and just soak it up. I mean,
4: well, I there, there, are, there are very few films that you can go and see and you go and see because they're art films. Um, yeah. And I think this falls into that. I think people misinterpret it, that it's it's not that. And it is that. It's an art film. It's, it's yeah. like a Terrence Malick film. It's like the Tree of Life, right? You go and see the Tree of Life. You, you should know what you're going to see because if you're yeah. going to go and see the Tree of Life, it ain't I, a story. I went. It, it, it's
3: what, a, what was what was the terrorist film that came up before that? The New World. I went to see that, not knowing what that was about. My God, I was bored. Um
4: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> to, they, 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 It's that kind of film. Yeah. It's. It's. It's an yeah. art piece, really. At the end it, of the day, it, it? Yeah.
5: yeah. it's a film I used to. Um, I used to put it on. Uh, I used to put it in my video player in my bedroom, and I used to fall asleep to it. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it,
5: um, it, the music one... and the visuals and everything yeah. it it is an atmosphere piece
3: it, it's one that everybody should see though um and uh because you never know how it's gonna land um so it's on prime go watch it um Blade Runner um Dan it's you it's your number one Uh-oh. movie it's my number two movie on this list um so lead off
0: so my number one is um, Terminator 2 now I'm aware that there is another film in the franchise uh, but I just think Terminator 2 is a much bigger more bombastic fun film Um, one is essentially a slasher movie with a sci-fi background um, but a i guess the premise ultimately is that uh we've created uh ai it has become sentient it has deemed uh humans no longer necessary uh it has uh there's a there's a war has started between humans and the robots uh far far into the future um well actually the future is now i think in, yeah. in the way that the film is set. Um, <laughs> uh which is quite scary considering how although actually that's the ironic part is the uh, ai now is actually just creating art and we're all going off and doing our jobs whereas back in back in the 80s we thought ai was going to start a war um but yeah so There's they plenty send, of time yet yeah, <laughs> send back send back the terminator to uh exterminate the um the leader of the of the human resistance um uh and I guess the, yeah, the whole film is, is about that conflict between uh, the, the the human leaders uh in current time versus the Terminator that's been sent back. Uh Terminator 2 is just phenomenal visually, uh great soundtrack again. Um and it just yeah, just just all out action. But um the crux of it is that again that it makes you think um about the morals of AI, you know, where is it going to end up? Uh, I think the reason why it's so high on my list is because it was where I started this discussion with um, short circuit and saying how that was the first film that made me think of a robot becoming, um, being able to think Uh, this was the first film that made me, made me think, is that right? (laughs) Uh, And in the sense of, you know, where, where will that go? And it's actually quite terrifying to think that, yeah ultimately the human race could be seen as a disease on the planet if you look at pollution etc etc and the robots turning against us and trying to snuff us out and you only have to watch all the clips of 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 the of the labs testing robots now kicking them over and pushing them back that's just one giant showreel for the for the robot army and going look at what these guys did to us (laughs) um so yeah uh it's a phenomenal film um it's a must
3: see it is. It is a musty. Um, it's it's my number two. Just just missed out on my number one spot. Um, I I love both Terminator two and Terminator. Um, I feel that Terminator two for me is uh just pips it in the quality of the movie. I love the original, but for me, Terminator two is a is a more entertaining, more all round movie. Um, and also I felt like the the you learn a lot more about the AI in this movie for the subject matter that we were picking i feel like you learn a lot more about skynet about why skynet's doing what it wants to do um you find out about his ultimate game and then you also find out about the how arnold's character the t800 um he is a killing machine in the first movie whereas um he's been programmed to protect in this second movie and how um, he changes and learns to interact with humans a little bit more. Um, and has so that element just, of humour because of that as well. Yeah, I, I just felt that this, this showed more of AI um, for me. Um, which the version is why I watched recently AI. as
0: well, um, talking about tapping into the um, to more of the story, um, again, expanded. What There was loads of added scenes in it, um, which I didn't realise there was a version that did that, um, which expands on it even more and makes you feel a bit more um, remorseful and a bit more empathetic to the to the programmer character and
3: yeah. um, stuff like that. Yeah, most um, John, you don't have either of these movies on your list. Uh, Terminator Two.
5: Um, I I'm again. It was kind of weighing up the idea of is it a is it a movie about a rather clever robot, or is it or is it an AI film? um the whole so, resistance
0: starts because of the AI.
5: Well the whole the whole the whole Skynet thing starts because the because the robot gets sent back. Um I yeah I mean it, it it it's about where I drew the line and I drew the line the other side of Terminator to be fair. Okay. Um terminate um we were having this conversation today Tony about having um about the originals and the sequels and that if if it's a kind of low budget original what you usually find is the sequel can sometimes be a better well rounded well funded slicker version of the original and so i would myself go with terminator 2 over terminator um that said there's absolutely nothing i for the time um and f- for what they did um terminator is a great movie um as far as the ai is concerned i i don't know i don't know if it's a high functioning robot as opposed to an ai i think the ai is the ai is skynet and you find we find out more about skynet actually skynet turns up in in later films but um yeah
0: the definition of ai is artificial intelligence and it it has a level of artificial intelligence to kind of operate as a humanoid, especially even the, yeah. yeah the T one thousand, you know running around and uh, like
5: like I say, like I say, it's all about where you draw the line, and that's where I drew the line. A bit like and, and... <laughs> <laughs> a
2: bit like robot. <laughs> but
5: but, but like, like like I say, we were, we were each playing with our own uh, definitions, and. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I used to I used to run thought experiments in my head about robots and how they work and how you would program a brain and how would you get get a brain to do what you do. So I don't I don't know if I came I came at it from a skewed perspective, a more well, skewed perspective than others. Well, but
3: well, me and Dan have a Terminator Two. Um, Matt, leave yourself on why Terminator One is the right answer because you have it at number one, and so does Tony. <laughs> Well, John's just
4: convinced me now that it's completely not the right choice. for, for the top <laughs> here. It, You know, when he comes down to his he's right. If you were to put the Turing test to Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, as the Terminator, he wouldn't pass as human at all. But if you look at Robert Patrick's character, perhaps Robert Patrick might pass as human and Arnold Schwarzenegger might pass as human in Terminator 2. So you're probably right. Terminator 2 should necessarily be Number one, it should be the top pick for for the Out of the Terminator movies. But I had to pick one out of the franchise, and I just, you know, part of me just can't pick Terminator Two. I love Terminator Two; I think it's fantastic. But for me, the original is is the best, and it always will be the best. Just like Alien is better than Aliens, just like Godfather is better than Godfather. I, I completely am the other way with uh, with sequels. Yes, sequels can be um slicker more well-funded you know uh, better characterization necessary longer you know but for me the the originals uh will always hold the truer place in my heart and I think I did see them the correct way I didn't see Terminator 2 then see Terminator I saw Terminator in I think 1990 I snuck downstairs um after everyone went to bed and watched it um on because we only had one tv at that point. Snuck downstairs and watched it, uh, and uh, I was lucky enough. I think I saw Terminator 2 at the cinema. I was only 13, I think, but I snuck into six it was a 15. Um, yeah, great, great film. Both great films, um, but for me, you just can't, can't beat the original. I like the brutality of the original. Um, for me, that just uh, brings it home. But yeah, you are right. The AI in it, I don't think uh, he could have passed as human. So let's, let's say. He's intelligent, but he's coded to be intelligent. And he's coded for one thing and one thing only. Um, but that doesn't stop it from being an, an incredible film. So um, I'm glad that it's my number one.
1: Tony, it's your number one as well. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with most of what Matt said. Um, it is a more brutal film. And I like Dan's analogy of saying, you know, it's, a, it's essentially a slasher film, but with a sci-fi bent. Because it is kind of like that. And I would probably put on Terminator Two over Terminator if I just slightly, but I feel all the ideas came from the Terminator. So, you know, the the embers of the human resistance are able to, you know, defeat Sky. You know, Skynet's defeated, but in the future because of John Connor, but they it's it's last inch ditch attempt to, you know, alter the playing field by sending back. You know the T800, and the if you remember in the original, they say, uh, Michael BN's character Michael Bean's character says, you know, Kyle Reese says, Oh, you know, it was destroyed as soon as I went through, so there really shouldn't have been a sequel.
3: And <laughs> it's very, it's very weird. They created their own paradox by sending back the character that uh, gives yeah. birth to the resistance, so yeah, you know,
1: yeah, um, um but you know, it, 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 also, I mean, um. James Cameron' idea came from the nightmare he had, isn't it? So the, the, the Terminator is created from his anxiety that machines were taking over jobs, you know, automation and things like that. I guess as uh, we all work for the BBC, that's something that we probably have. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's something that but Arnold is going to come and take our job. Um, <laughs> it's a great film, you know. The the you know some of the. Special effects may not be um, uh, be great now, um, but it's. I still think it works brilliantly as a film. It has a very dark, moody atmosphere, very 80s, um, and has an edge about it, which Terminator 2 doesn't. Um, no. But I love Terminator 2, and I think that film still holds up brilliantly today, particularly the special effects. Some of the special effects in Terminator 2 are better than films that have special effects today The Flash sorry um... oh, that, was,
2: that was rubbish <laughs> I was really disappointed with that
3: um, yes uh, so Terminator you can rent it on Sky and on Apple and Terminator 2 you can just watch if you have Sky it's there sitting there it's free for you so check out both and movies you... in the franchise
1: oh, one more thing Arnold Schwarzenegger you've got to give him some credit for that as well for both films uh, both films he was Able amazing which... yeah you know, I mean you. You know, in the original, you could believe he would kill you. <laughs> you know, Sarah Connor. Yes, bang. Yeah, um, that eyeball scene still sticks with me to this day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, he opens his,
0: his arm and, up. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The knife yeah.
1: and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a very grungy film where some of that is lost in the the sequel.
0: And I can see it. Understand. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking that today. but for that reason, I th- feel like if I. It's been a while since I've seen the original. Or even though, like you said, Tony, your your first day team was Robocop. My first a team was Terminator. My aunt sat me down as like a cool aunt and, and, and watched it with me because I was desperate to see it. And uh, yeah, I do love it. I've definitely got a, like a,
3: a place I, in my heart. But um, I don't know. I remember watching so many movies. I, I want to say The Running Man, Total Recall, Terminator. I I watched them all. Far too young. <laughs> nah, nah. Terminator was very... What, home-free. my
0: tiny little fragile mind?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they were all excellent movies and uh, still hard up and still worth a watch for anybody listening. Um,
5: all right. If you want me, I'll just link two films for you. Flight of the Navigator and Terminator 2. The effect that they use for the Terminator 2 for the T-1000 is the same effect they used for the spacecraft in Flight of the Navigator. It is and the abyss, right? Uh, the, abyss, the abyss. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you know the, the abyss? It, it, the Abit- it, sorry, it's the it's the reflection in the metal, which was the big th- which was the big breakthrough between the two. Huh?
4: The, the abyss has nev- nev- never had a Blu-ray release. It's only yeah. ever it's only been available on DVD. It's, ne-
1: it's
4: oh, never yeah. been released. They're working on it though, isn't it I'm well, they say they are, but you know. He's too busy doing one of those crap blue animal movies, he? isn't it? Yeah. He? <laughs> Avatar Nine and all
3: that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, there'll be another one out soon for you to enjoy um, well, that. The Abyss. <laughs> I want it on 4K. Bring it out, come on, James. Um, we're all, all the way around to my number one, Dan's number two, and Matt and Tony's number four. It's made it on four of our five of our lists. Uh, we've already mentioned it on the podcast. Um, Neo is the one, and it's The Matrix is on four out of five of our lists. It is a movie set in the future, dystopian future, where humans. Um, they don't realize that their, bo- their bodies are just energy sacks and they are living in a created world by an artificial intelligence that is uh, using us for just energy and uh, created a world for us to live in. Um, and it's about us as humanity trying to wake up and um, decide whether we want to live in this artificial reality or do we want to live in the real world. And do we want to know what is true or not? Um, it's a brilliant action movie. It's a brilliant sci-fi movie. Um, it's my number one artificial intelligence movie. I I can vividly remember going to see it at the cinema and it invented bullet time. Uh, the Wachowskis, I'll call them that. They were brothers, they're now sisters. Um, they made a seminal movie in 1999 um, I was fifteen when I went to see it. Um, it is brilliant, uh, Dan. It was your number two, The Matrix.
0: Yeah, mate. It's it's it is iconic. Uh, I think the only reason T2 T two um, pipped it was uh, I approached this whole subject with uh, the moral argument around AI and um, what made what what made woke me up to that. And like I said, short circuit started the thought t2 like brought it to fruition but the matrix is probably the scariest um the idea that we're all just unconscious in in fluid sacks with plugs in our brains um just essentially keeping us dormant um uh, as, a, as an energy source uh it's just you know and, and there was, there are so many times like you, when you when you watch that film you're like jesus this this, there would be no reason why why this couldn't be real and you know what you you know you look out for the signs i mean i still to this day if i see like a cat or, or have deja vu and i'm like ah it's, i'm in the matrix like uh you know and, and again it's that thought of like you know do i want to wake up to that reality do i would i want to live in that world uh, or would i be blissfully ignorant living in, in um well if this if the, if the rule of the world we're in at the moment i don't know maybe maybe i'd take a punt on the uh, on on the bleak tr- true reality um but yeah like it, it's it's visually stunning it's got incredible action sequences it makes you think um it's super stylized the soundtrack is insane it's so good uh, i mean that period of time had like the best the best soundtracks anyway um but yeah
1: it's just stampsteiner in incredible it, are yeah. in it. Yes. I, I went, to, I went yeah. to see them a couple of weeks ago.
2: <laughs> My girlfriend loves them. Yes. Yes.
3: Um yeah, Ramstein, Marilyn Manson, the Rage right Against the Machine. It was a very good soundtrack uh, that I listened to a lot. Um but on yeah me. yeah um he <clears> in it, yes. Um Tony, it was your number four, The Matrix.
1: Yeah, um fantastic film. Um one of the the films of the of 1999 when it came out, um, yeah, I mean, it blew, blew my mind. Uh, thought it was fantastic. The more I think about it, is a bit of a rip off of Terminator. You've got the one, the one is John Connor. You know, you've got a nuclear holocaust in the future that the machines have started. <laughs> one just exterminates them, and one just uses them as batteries i know you've got the construct bit um but yeah it's a it's a great film and um the wachowskis have said that they they felt it was trans analogy which i thought was an interesting aspect to the film that they they lived in one world but you know they had to go through this transition to go into another so i thought that was an interesting interpretation uh, of the film um and I felt like I had something else to say about it, but I can't remember now. I'm sure it'll come back. Matt,
3: it was four on your list.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, over the years, um, I think I perhaps have seen this a little bit too much. It's slightly let down by some very weak sequels. Um, I think. Uh, but if you just take the original sure. as as it's as as itself on its own, um, I think it's great. And I think Keanu Ree should um should fly at the end of every single movie he does. I think that would make every one of his movies just that much better. Black Cape and just fly off into into the um into the sky at the end. Um as Dan said, kids, Fran- yeah to, or nine or nine inch nails or something like that. You know. <laughs> um yeah love loved it. Um I, I vividly remember coming out of the cinema and there being some concrete bollards outside uh of a cinema and uh remembering seeing more than a dozen lads trying to recreate bullet time outside of the cinema uh not just my friends but everybody else and all the girlfriends there that were with them were just like what are you doing what are you doing but yeah it was one of those movies oh, that's quite co- that's that's, co- that's coined so many you know how often do you hear now take the red pill take the blue pill you know it's coined so many zeitgeist kind of like um memes and comments and it's integrated in society nowadays and and a lot of physicists um you know, a great deal of them say there's 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 50%, 50% chance that um, we are living in a simulation. That's uh, what I was going to say, Matt.
0: Yeah, and we yeah. just don't know
4: it. And, you know, we might not be used as energy sacks for an AI to, to provide power for them, but, you know, there, there's every chance that we might be living in a simulation. Don't, I don't adhere to that. You know, I have my own theories, but at the same time... <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's uh, implausible at the same time, you know, so um, it's very precedent, uh, prescient, the uh, uh, the Wolkowskis, And obviously they were they were they were it was heavily researched. You know, that kind of theory was 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 quite prevalent um, in physics and in quantum mechanics back in the day. So, you know, it wasn't a completely original idea, but at the same time, um, what a great time to drop it as well in 1999 you know the the year before uh, the millennium um it's a classic man it always will be a classic and uh, um oh, and for imagine good if
0: the, the clock ticked over and then the whole matrix <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine
4: if they dropped it on like the 31st of december 99 that would be amazing it's yeah, it's but... pretty film i just i just wish that um the sequels have been better i think perhaps they shouldn't have done them i don't know yeah
2: there are, there yeah, are some good elements four... to them
0: as like one of my like post-COVID have... films, and, and I really wish I hadn't seen it. It was really, it was, I was really disappointed. Number four, yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. I know four is I... better than number three. I thought, was
4: yeah. yeah, yeah. I they've think... all got decent qualities to them, but none
1: no,
3: I, of I, I always found that um, the more real world you had, the worse the movie.
2: Which, yeah. Yeah. So no, no, yeah. Num,
3: number number one was very little real world. Number two was half and half, and number three was a lot more real world than it was the Matrix. And I think that was the downfall of the uh, sequels, unfortunately, um, for me. Um, I think that, that the first one is obviously the classic. Um, course, know, there's it was... less and
0: less to play with, isn't there? When when because yeah. in the
3: real world they
4: can't do any of the stunts and the tricks. And they the can't. Stuff. No. No. And I think, but it, the thing is that. Shows they were doing that thing which was quite big in in the early 2000s where they were filming films back to back they were giving them a huge budget of 300 million dollars which is not huge nowadays but back then they were like film two films film three films you know much like the lord of the rings trilogy um and i think that was also probably not a great idea considering because they were just you know they were plugging everything down in a year shoot and they were like this is the script we're going to stick to it and perhaps they, if they'd have, if they've spread it out over sort of three or four years it might have worked out better.
3: It might have done. It might have done,
4: John. It, it, I'm assuming you like the
3: Matrix, John. It didn't make your list, but I'm assuming you like the Matrix.
5: Well, when you when you and twelve of your friends turn up to the cinema in long black leather coats, yeah, um, you, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, it's I I would say that this is definitely one of those style of, over substance films, but my God, what style! Um, it's um, the bullet time, the use the use of wire work. Um, it hadn't really um, hit um, American cinema until pretty much this film. So to, it took all of those stunt techniques and new filming techniques and put them all in one place, and then gave it a rocking soundtrack, which again I I have to this day playing in my car um and my kids now see two cats and call it a glitch um, the matrix. yeah we've yeah. we've it's um it's part it's part of our it is part of our collection yeah it's part of the lexicon yeah. now isn't it yeah it's it's um again red pill blue pill follow the rabbit uh obviously that's an alice, alice thing. in McDonald's. yes yeah. but still it's follow the white rabbit people still do that so yeah i i Again, it's a case of, I, I drew lines. I drew different lines. So. It's fine, John.
3: It's fine. We've highlighted a lot of movies that um, roll around the topic of AI, which um, I think, Dan, we've we've done it justice there. We've, we've hit 16 different movies, which I hope you'll uh, check out. Uh, the Matrix is free on Sky as well, if you're a Sky customer. Um, if you haven't seen The Matrix, please watch The Matrix. Um, so, That is everybody's list. That is every movie we have, uh, we've listed. Um, So this is this week's five on film for artificial intelligence. At number five is Ex Machina. At number four is Blade Runner. At number three is Terminator 2. At number two is The Terminator. And the number one movie in artificial intelligence is The Matrix.
5: Play the theme tune.
3: And that is this week's Five On Film Artificial Intelligence. Thank you very much for everybody joining us. Um Dan, thank you for coming back. No worries. Uh we didn't mention flubber. We didn't. It's gonna be higher.
4: <laughs> oh artificial oh, <laughs> rubber. Lovely. <laughs>
3: um Matt, Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. I... I... Sorry, don't know. Cheers, cheers for coming back. It's been a while since it's we've been had a, while. a it has been a while. Um I hope you enjoyed that one. We've got another one coming
4: soon, um, which you will be on as well. Uh, uh yes, yeah. Um, can I just quickly mention there's there's a few yeah. films that obviously there's loads more and stuff like that, like um, was- we were discussing. Metropolis, try and see that, the British last 1920s. That's the grandfather, granddaddy of them all. No, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Brian and Charles, we were talking about that earlier on, the the comedy, British comedy. uh, It's a little bit more light-hearted take on the AI. Um, Robot and Frank, that's another good one uh, that you might want to search out. I've never seen Um, it, and I want to. Yes. Yeah, 5 or 6, another light-hearted one. So there's plenty out there to to choose from. Uh, Um, That was good as well. Yeah. What was that? Uh. i I was was gonna mention her
3: but
0: it's been a while i think i only saw it at the cinema so and i wasn't familiar enough with it um couldn't find it anywhere to re-watch it before this but uh yeah that again um taps into a relationship with with siri or um alexa essentially yeah um so you know it's probably a more realistic current take
5: on absolutely yeah uh a couple of lowbrow Sorry, a couple of low brown ones in the same vein as as her, uh, Super Intelligence with Melissa Melissa McCarthy on Amazon Prime or Amazon and um Jexy, which is a they're they're both kind of assistants or AI versions uh films. Um on that one. Jexy is on Netflix Netflix, I believe. Um Runaway is can't I've never yeah, seen Runaway. <laughs> but actually um actually uh here, another kids one mitchell's versus the machines
3: yes yes a one, very good, good um
5: one. and runs gone wrong which is another one um yeah. and also how about weird science oh yeah oh yeah of course or here's one maximum overdrive
2: uh... I, oh, watched
3: one. One. <laughs> I watched Weird Science for this podcast. Um yeah, uh, I'd never seen it before. Um oh, one that cool. yeah, one that me and John um both chatted about that very nearly made both our lists was War Games as well. Um, War Games, yeah, classic. classic excellent movie.
1: Um yes. and I'd say what about Transformers the movie? They're all giant talking robots, aren't they? They they've got artificial intelligence. I this mean this is true. Uh, it's true. I hadn't
3: I hadn't even thought about that. Are they alien life forms though, Tony? They come from Cybertron. I don't
1: know. You know that, I've that, had another that... argument with you. Well,
5: we have we had enough of an argument over Robocop. A RoboCop
1: <laughs> should be on there.
3: Um well, thank you very much everybody for joining us this week. Um anybody who wants to come find us, we're back on the socials. We're there on and Film Podcast on X, as it's now called on Facebook, on Instagram, um, hit us up on our email, which is five on film podcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you to Matt. Thank you to John. Thank you to Tony and Dan for being our guest this week. This has been Five on Film. We'll see you soon.
1: Hasta buca, baby.
4: Good night.
3: All views expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.